The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets. The reason why we decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. I mean, how else would you hear about Butterboard? <laughs> the way that sounds. For our social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Now, I have these daily discussions with Diane, one of our regulars. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we or should we not find ourselves on the TikTok universe? Because that's where trends are found. Yep. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And I've missed a memo on Butterboard, which has been so apparently posted and hashtagged two million times. Yeah. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, trends come and go and uh, social media drives many of these trends. And uh, the, the Butterboard, you, we're going to get to that a little bit later. But it's it's one of the trends that uh, has been applauded by many and frowned upon by <laughs> many as well. It comes from, uh, well, I guess, both approval and yeah. disapproval. Yes. <laughs> That's half the fun of these trends anyway. That's true. Now, this first story, I guess, when it comes to privacy breach, I don't think it's agreeable by any, mm-hmm. any measurable standard. Now, as to the timing of this investigation, it raises a few questions. Yes. All right. So I'm sure you've seen at this point these images of Blackpink's Jenny and BTS's V. Yeah. And uh, it looks like YG Entertainment has had enough. Um, Blackpink's agency announced just yesterday that it has asked the police to launch an investigation to find out who it was that first leaked and circulated Jenny's personal photos Mm. uh, that she never consented to sharing publicly. Clearly. Now, YG says it's been consistently monitoring the situation, although it didn't specify exactly which situation this is, and that it filed a lawsuit last month after collecting relevant information on this matter. Now, don't believe all of the speculations, but just how the entertainment industry works, it's such an image-based industry. When these entertainment agencies issue what kind of stance mm-hmm. it gets to- taken apart yes. essentially so that's that's where the criticism lies now YG has kept the matter quiet until now and this is after I mean a string of photographs yeah, that, that were, were released these past few months exactly and they look clearly intimate and, mm-hmm. and, and from a personal archive it was only recently they made an official statement on the incident yep. and YG does go mum on issues quite frequently mm-hmm. but this was a little bit different it's, it seems that one of the angles might be that they wanted to minimize further damage that yep. may cause as a result. I mean, these are sensitive times for, I think, both the boy band BTS and the girl group mm-hmm. Blackpink. Now, they're taking legal action to correct the situation belatedly, but yes. yes. Yep. YG says uh, there have been indiscriminate rumors, mm. criticisms, sure. personal attacks, and even what it calls sexual harassment and violation of uh personal life sparked Mm. by these private photographs that were leaked. Like I said, while the agency did not specify which incident it is referring to, Jenny and V of Mm. BTS have been embroiled in these uh, dating rumors in recent months. Photos have been uh, circulating online Mm. and people have been speculating that the two people in the photos Mm. are in fact the two stars. Mm. Now, YG further announced that it has also sued the people creating and sharing malicious posts Mm 
are those which have uh, repeatedly uh, uploaded uh, unconfirmed claims for mm-hmm. defamation and illegal distribution of information. Remember, it is also punishable by law for you to take those private photos that haven't already been posted by many of these yeah. entertainment news outlets and to repost it. Mm-hmm. So be, be wary that there are consequences. Yeah. Now, it sounds like YG is willing to take all possible legal actions. Uh, the, it sounds like they're not going to be lenient mm-hmm. either. Uh, the photos of Jenny distributed online were made public illegally without her consent and mm-hmm. it claimed sharing those images is an act of secondary victimization mm-hmm. and can be subject to legal penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company says it will continue to work to protect the rights and interests of its artists. It's really vague, I've got to say. <laughs> it is. Um, make of it what you will, but again, I mean, when it comes to breaching pri- privacy mm-hmm. laws, I don't think there was any excuse. There's a lot of rumors too. It's like, how did this person, whoever it was, that first hacked leaked, the phone? yeah, hacked the phone? Allegedly. You know? mm-hmm. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. This is not the last time we're talking about this, I promise you. Absolutely not. No. And social media is not helpful in that regard mm-hmm. because it, <laughs> it, it it aggravates the situation. Yep. But we'll try to get to the meat of it anyway. That's the official YG Entertainment yes. stance today. We'll talk of it again down the line, right. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Let's turn to our second buzzword of the day. Now, when it comes to covering North Korea, unless we do it on a regular basis, there's a lot of narrative fallacies to debunk. It's really easy for us to just talk about uh, diplomatic issues, for yep. example, human rights mm-hmm. issues, and kind of disregard the day-to-day lives of North Koreans. Well, today we're going to focus on that because that is apparently going through some major trend shift. Yep. It I is. Mean, of all uh, places. What are we going to have for dinner tonight? <laughs> Ever have that conversation is with that a, a loved one? That's a pretty universal question. It, yeah, it's yeah. a universal question and a concern. And North Korea is not an exception. And um, I want to say that still, we're living in 2022. It's uh, mostly up to the women, not just uh, in the more conservative parts of the world, even in the U.S. You know, there's yeah. a certain show on Netflix that's raising a lot of um, mm. questions about why women in this day and age still have to be the ones responsible to put the dinner on the table, even if they work full time jobs like their their the husbands spouse, or boyfriends or spouses partners. or partners. Exactly. Should we share the burden in 2022, where you know both of us are working long, rigid hours? Yep, yep. I mean, this is 2022, and you're right. We're not going to single out a certain country for that. Well, getting back to North Korea, (laughs) mobile food trucks carrying prepared meals are becoming extremely popular in North Korea. And uh, these prepared meals are produced at uh, something called Papgongjang, which literally means, well, rice factory or meal factory. Well, places that that make uh, prepared meals, basically. Papgongjang sounds like it would get the job done. Yep. Honestly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not like our food trucks mm-hmm. where, you know, they just cook something really quickly for you. Mm. It doesn't seem like that at all. So what kind of foods do these trucks that produce the food mm-hmm. at the meal factory sell and which items are most popular? So the food trucks operate morning and in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the mornings, the, the food trucks, uh, they, they start operating at 6 a.m., which oh, wow. means they go from neighborhood to neighborhood uh, selling oh. these freshly prepared meals. Okay. To people, and then in the evenings again, they start rolling. Uh, you know, they start at six p.m. Mm. They operate until nine p.m. Mm. Selling these again, freshly made foods on weekends and holidays. People can actually order in by calling the factories. I'm from California. Food trucks for me is tacos, but this is not it. <laughs> no, this is like staples, like rice and noodles. 
떡, uh, baked goods, mm. uh, soups like 순두부찌개, oh. uh, meat-based soups, dumpling soup. Oh. You get the idea. So this is the this, you know stuff that people eat every day. Okay, so daily food or yep. even tip up, like you do just homemade meals exactly that are put on a table for you by professionals. Yeah, and apparently different factories and different food trucks specialize in different types of food. Oh. Uh, one food truck, for example, could be specializing in soy-based dishes like tofu. Mm. Tofu soup mm. and uh, PG mm. PG what's PG? It's basically um, soybean dregs. <laughs> I was thinking rem- I was thinking leftover gunk from tofu making process, but yeah. that just sounds so unappetizing. So it's the dregs that remain <laughs> after uh, filtering pureed yeah. soybeans in the process of making like soybean milk You're and tofu. So much more eloquent because <laughs> the way I made that sound, it's food. <laughs> well, I guess dregs is better sounding than gunk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you get the idea. Now, North Korea uh, is a socialist economy uh, with a high percentage of women participating Mm -hmm. in the workforce. And uh, what's surprising is that North Korea has long been selling prepared meals to lift the burden of household chores. I'm telling you, narrative fallacies. I would not assume that this would be rampant in Pyongyang or elsewhere in North Korea. Yeah. So, you know, prepared Mm -hmm. meals uh, here in South Korea, they've only become popular in recent years, Mm -hmm. I have to say. Say. But uh, late Korean leader Kim Il-sung reportedly ordered the trial operation of a meal factory in Pyongyang as far back as 1968. Okay, yep. so they've, I guess, uh, led that uh, sort of trend? Yes. and uh, surprising. But at the time, they didn't have these mobile food trucks. Ah. They had these uh, factories that prepared the meals oh. and sold them at marketplaces, I guess. Stores. But these days, you know, they come to your door, so... Sounds convenient. Yes, much more convenient. And uh, according to this one newspaper who reported uh, about this, uh, you know, the the, the women are very, very happy. Many of them said that the food that I buy at these food trucks is Mm. much tastier than the stuff that I make at home. You can't be good at cooking every single meal, right? And so leave it to the professionals where it can be done. Even North Korea is making vital changes, it seems. That's right. And on to our butterboard story of the day. I I did like a double, triple take on it. I'm like, but. Butterboard. Yeah. So it, it's exactly what it sounds like. You know, when you when you when somebody says charcuterie board, ah. you know, it's like cured meats and cheeses mm. and you know olives on a, on a wooden board. Fig fig season is here. Yes, I know. I love figs. <laughs> well, anyways, a butterboard. Basically, you have your board, whether it's wooden or I don't know whether it's a slate. Mm. You you. Take out your butter knife, and then you basically slather the board with uh, softened butter, and then you start decorating, like uh, dried flower petals, for example. We're streaming photos right now, dried flower petals, and we put some fancy, I don't know, flaked salt and fruit (laughs) and, you know, veggies and herbs and stuff like that. It looks like a little vegetable garden even, but at the bottom is basically like softened butter. If you told me it was hummus, I think it will be a little less repulsive, and I'm not choosing an emotion for you. Just look Mm -hmm. at it, right? I think it's just what I'm more used to. It does look aesthetically pleasing, I've got to say, so I can see why social media is crazy over it. Right, right. Because on social media, people care about how pretty something looks. <laughs> that's that's what it's all about, right? It's, it's visual. A, it's image. Yep. It's it's an image-driven mm-hmm. platform, these platforms. So you get the gist of it anyway. The thing with this butterboard, yeah. uh, it's communal. So everybody grabs bread, they, they tear it apart, and then they just dig in. They dip into it like you would with a board of hummus. 
for example. Why is hummus not repulsive? Why is butter repulsive? It's funny how that works. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I if I'm okay with the fact that butter is uh, fat <laughs> and it's slathered all over that board. And uh, I'm not sure if it's entirely hygienic. Either. For the wooden boards. Yeah, for the wooden boards. Does it seep into the porous wooden yep. boards? What is cleaning like? This is why Yerika is, is, is the, the, the master in the, in, the, no. in, the, in the kitchen. Not a master. But anyways, if you're wondering <laughs> where this uh, trend starts, yes. uh, a butterboard appears in a James Beard award-winning book titled Six Seasons, A New Way with Vegetables. And the author of this book recommends readers to serve it at parties. He once served it at a party for 150 people. Uh, <laughs> a communal butterboard yeah. for 150 people. Yes, exactly. I'm sure there are several butterboards yeah. <laughs> that uh, those people dug into. Okay, a dinner party can last for hours if it all yeah. goes well. Uh, we're also streaming a video of how butterboards are made. Yeah. And it just looks fun. And honestly, from afar, it looks like, again, a hummus board. Right? Um, you can drizzle it with honey. You can sprinkle nuts, seasonings. Yeah. Is that hemp seeds? seeds? Looks like it. Okay, dried fruits, as you've said. So Flower that's, petals. That's the process anyway. I'm thinking... Butter melts at room temperature. Yeah, it does melt at room temperature, but uh, unless it's super hot, it doesn't actually like, it's not liquid. That's true. Yeah, it's it's very, very soft. But, uh, you know, again, you have to remember, this is butter and it's food. We consume it so uh, for safety. Leave it out at room temperature for no more than four hours. Okay, I think yeah, that's food a pretty experts say. generous recommendation. Yep. Does a type of board matter? Because now you're left me thinking, <laughs> is it hygienic after all? You know what? Uh, the type of board does matter. A wooden cutting board, there's something really rustic about it, <laughs> but it gets gunky really quickly. So, you know, experts say place parchment paper over the board for easier cleanup, I would say, for the host of the party. Mm. Or you can even choose a marble board mm. or a slate surface. Mm. Um, you know, some people say you know, a big no-no is to basically really dig into the board directly <laughs> from you know bread to board bread to board so they say set up the knives <laughs> alongside the bread so the guests don't treat the butter board like well a hummus I know our listeners are chuckling at it but this is a serious trend yep. there are two million, million hashtags on butter board you check it out yourself yes thank you so much Erica looking Pleasure. forward to our butter board nights <laughs> it sounds fun yeah. see, see you, you tomorrow, tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.